Hello. Happy November. Hi. How are you? How you doing? Welcome to Dear Matchmaker. Happy November. It's getting cozy season. And we're going to be addressing that on today's show. Uh, but before we go into that, wait, hold on a second. Hold on. There's one thing. I have a little bone to pick with you. Are you ready? Okay, not really. But here's the thing. Do you know that I was going over my numbers for Dear Matchmaker? And do you know that half of you don't subscribe? Half of you listen, but you don't subscribe. So here's the reason why I need for you to subscribe is because our show here at Dear Matchmaker is to provide resources and tools to help you fall in love with dating again, to help you have a more empowered life, to help build your confidence, to help you understand that you're not alone because in the world of dating, things are insane. I know this. And the more subscribes that a podcast has, the more it will push it out to the masses so it make a greater impact to make a greater impact for more people. And a lot of you have written into me going, I listened to this episode, I listened to this episode, this episode, and I want to make a greater impact. So I would love it. I would love it if you would subscribe, please. If you've been listening to just a couple of episodes, or even if this is the first one, I would just love to have your subscription. It's totally free. It's just a little click. You just go boop. That's it. So just go and boop for me, would ya? Okay. All right. So have I introduced myself? I don't even know. So welcome to the show. I think I have, but I'm Kat Cantrell, your matchmaker and dating coach and host with the most, of course. And I, uh, I probably repeated myself, but mm, that's okay. It's how things go over here. So dear matchmaker here at the show, if you're brand new, welcome. I kind of just already gave you the lowdown of what it's all about, but here, dear matchmaker, I answer your questions and I'm going to be answering a question from you in regards to us getting cozy in regards to being that time of year, which I'm super excited to answer. I'm going to give you my perspective about how I feel about the subject. Uh, but that's what we do here. And I bring incredible guests who are experts in their own fields that we talk about all things, all the things, sometimes self-love, sometimes, uh, how, what kind of colors to wear to talking about sex, all of the things. So. I would love it if you would uh, subscribe and to be a part of our little community. Okay. Um, I have a couple announcements for you before I go into today's question. The first one is I am going to the Matchmakers Alliance Conference in a couple of days. I'm going to be in Cancun. So if you're not following me on Instagram, you want to make sure and go follow me over there at Kat Cantrell. Uh, because I'm going to the conference, not only to meet matchmakers from all over the world, but to gain more knowledge so I can come back, get super jazzed up and be able to, is that, is that dating me? If I say jazzed Gen X, I know you're out there. Uh, I don't know about, I don't know about my Gen Z's, but, um, I'm going to be super jazzed so I can come back and give you more, give you more. Like I'm, I'm, I, I bought a huge notebook for this thing to take a lot of notes because I want to learn all the things so I can help you. Cause that's really, truly what the work that I do is to truly help you in any capacity to help you find, uh, your forever person. So I'm super excited about it. I'm going to be gone in Cancun from, uh, the 10th through the 14th. 
and I am bringing my fiance. For those who are brand new to the show, I just got engaged to Brian. Um, we've been together for eight years and we just got engaged about a month ago. So I am taking Brian with me so we can kind of have a little bit of us time while we're there. So uh, anyway, I'm super excited about it. So that's my little announcement. I'm hoping to release an episode so that um, we can stay on track, but I'll see what I can do. Hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, because I, there's another question that I got submitted to Dear Matchmaker that I really want to answer. Uh, so there's my little announcement. But as a reminder, this show is a labor of love. It's brought to you by my agency, theheartagency.com, where I offer matchmaking, dating coaching, online profile makeovers, singles events, and so much more. If you have not checked it out, make sure and check it out. Go to theheartagency.com. And guess what? So a lot of you want me to do a much deeper dive when you submit these questions. You want me to do a much deeper dive and I have something for you. So if you go to theheartagency.com and up at the top, you uh, click book a pivot call. It's a 40-minute call. You and I hop on for 40 minutes and I can hopefully solve whatever question that you have and give you a quick solution because sometimes that's all we need. We don't need more than that. Sometimes we have one dilemma and we're facing one thing, especially if you were like in this, uh, kind of mix of like not knowing what's going on in the relationship and you want another person's perspective, like a dating expert, it's a perfect call for that. So I'll make sure and put that in the show notes, but you can go to the, the and book that. And you do not have to be here locally. You can be anywhere because I have clients all over the world. So please, if you're like having that question or that dilemma, please book a call because I would love to talk to you. All right. So today's question, guess what it has to deal with? Drum roll, please. Cuffing season. And I am going to actually, I think if you don't know what cuffing season is, let's, we're going to, um, we're going to bring up the definition really quick. I'm like literally typing this on my computer as, um, okay, what is cuffing season? So this is according to the Webster Dictionary. When is cuffing season is the question, but cuffing season refers to a period of time where a single, where single people begin looking for short-term partnerships to pass the colder months of the year. Cuffing season usually begins in October and lasts until just after Valentine's Day. The use of the word cuff references handcuffs, but is slang in the same vein as hooking up or getting hitched. Okay. Hooking up and getting hitched. Those kind of mean two different things in my book, but just so you know, the definition of cuffing season, uh, it's a, it's a coin term. That's, I think that's really kind of come in more and more into mainstream within the last couple of years. And when I was preparing for this episode, I realized in going back in my own history of relationships that I was in a cuffing relationship. Didn't really realize it had a name to it, but I absolutely was in a cuffing relationship. So I'm going to share a little bit about my perspective. I'm going to answer her question and then we're just going to go from there. So let's go ahead and get started. So we're going to, um, so this is what she says, dear matchmaker, I know that it's cuffing season and I refuse to repeat old patterns. I know that I have settled in the past around the holidays just to get through the seasons. How do I avoid this in the dating world now? Such a good question. Okay. So I think that first off having, um, having the awareness, right? So 
being completely aware that you've had this pattern in the past, which is like, oh, huge. When we can take a step back out of our dating life and, and take a step back and go, okay, there's this pattern that is constantly, um, that I'm constantly like repeating myself over and over and over again in these same particular situations or relationships. And people, the really easy thing to do, and I know you've heard me mention this too on, on previous podcasts, is that it's really easy to point the fingers at other people, that there's all bad people out there and this is why the situation is. But really, the common don- dominator, dominator, the common denominator, there we go. Well, I don't know. That's maybe that too, is you. So by recognizing that you during cuffing season possibly have the capability of settling in relationships to only get through the holidays is huge. And I think that we have to have that conversation with us first. So this is, these are all things that I work with my clients. Really to have awareness of really what it is that you're looking for in someone. Because if you don't have any idea, you might just settle on the first thing that comes your way because for a variety of different reasons. First, especially this time of year, the pressure of social media and the movies and all of uh, the constant uh, unrealistic expectations that like movies like Hallmark Channel, like the movies on the Hallmark Channel or even any kind of rom-com can put unrealistic expectations on what relationships are, what relationships should be, look like. And especially around the holidays, there's a reason why every romantic uh, movie in Hallmark always arounds, is around like coming home for the holidays, right? Like there's this romantic feeling to it. So you already have that pressure first. Second, family and friends you have that pressure. You have to be around family and friends during the Thanksgiving and holidays. I know I did an episode almost a year ago talking about how to kind of navigate as a single person through the holidays because it can be terrible. And sometimes you you might say to yourself, you're like, okay, well, maybe it's just better for me to like settle and be in this relationship and go through cuffing season So I don't have to deal with any of it. I can, you know, have someone by my side. I can go through the holidays with them and then I can just deal with it later. Yeah, she absolutely can do that. But at one point, do you say to yourself enough's enough? Like I'm tired of repeating these same patterns where I'm settling in relationships with people that I know are not compatible with me and not only wasting your time and energy on someone who might not be deserving or might just not be your person but to deal with the conflict and the turmoil that comes with that because we can settle in relationships around this time to avoid all of this additional conflict that we might have with friends and family and within ourselves because the holidays when you're single can be a very lonely time and It can be really easy to say, well, at least this is better. At least being in this relationship is better than being alone. And I have to tell you that there is a difference between being alone and being lonely, right? So when you're lonely, when we're having the space of loneliness, which is a rising epidemic, by the way. I read a huge article about that and it just breaks my heart that like loneliness, people are dying from loneliness, which is one of the many reasons why I'm doing the work that I'm doing. 
But when you're alone, it's you still have this sense of self, right? You're alone. You don't have anybody around you, but you, there's still this sense of fulfillment that you're still bringing joy and happiness within yourself. And you're alone, but you don't feel necessarily lonely because you're creating a life for yourself and you're bringing romance into your own life, right? Loneliness is more of a, of a space of lack, right? Where you're feeling isolated and you are feeling alone and that you are feeling a sense of disconnect from not only other people, but from yourself. And so I don't want to go into that too much, but I think my whole point is that this time of year, it's completely understandable why you would decide to go ahead and settle in a relationship, to go ahead and cuff on up (laughs) and to settle in a relationship at this time of year. So to circle back, the first thing I think is just having that awareness that this is a pattern and that you are deserving, you are deserving of so much more than settling for the next thing that comes your way. The second thing that you can do is to be really firm of really what you're looking for. Because if you are, if you are alone, that's okay. But if you're working from a space of loneliness, or especially if you're my anxious attachment, you might grab on to the first thing that comes your way. And I don't want that to happen to you because when we do grab on to the thing and we're just putting a bandaid of really what's going on inside and that we're just hoping that this will just make things better, it may might make something better short term. But as the definition says, right, this in cuffing season, it's the definition of having a short term relationship. And if you are longing and deserve and you want, now, if you want a short-term relationship and you just want that partnership and you want just Mr. Right Now for now, fine. Mr. or Miss Right Now for now, go ahead. But I don't think that that's what you want. Also, you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be listening to the show. You wouldn't be writing in. You want Mr. or Ms. Right. And I think that when when we start really focusing on this is what I want, I want a long-term relationship. I do not want to settle for a short-term relationship just so I can get through the holidays. And by going into dating and into understanding of that perspective and being like, this is really what I want, can prevent you from settling for a short-term relationship, for a cuffing relationship. Not only knowing that you wanting, you know, being firm about that long-term relationship, because if you're firm about that, and I just want, okay, I'm just going to put a little asterisk on this really quick, because I know that I've mentioned this before, but I feel like I have to say it, I have to say it over and over again. If someone says to you that, um, well, I want to be friends first, or if someone says something to you like, um, well, let's just see where it goes. No, absolutely not. Absolutely, absolutely not. It's absolutely, absolutely assumed that every time you meet someone new, you're going to be friends first. It's assumed. Of course, every connection that you make and you start to build that connection, you become friends first. It's assumed. But when someone says that to you, when you say, I'm looking for a long-term relationship and they say to you that, um, oh, I just, I'm kind of just seeing where it goes and I just want to be friends first, that is a red flag. Because what's going to end up happening is you're going to be like, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. I want to be friends first. That sounds good. Of course, that's right. Of course, that's where I want to go. Absolutely not. You want someone who's also going to show up to the table and say, I am also looking for a long-term relationship. That's it. 
So you both want to, so you have the awareness and you both want to be on the same page when it comes to really what you're looking for. Because if you're both looking for a long-term relationship, then you're not going to settle for cuffing season because you know that you're deserving of more and you know that you're looking for something more. Not only that, but I work with this with my clients and I, I want to, I want to share this with you too, is to really understand what you're looking for. Like what does, what does all of that look like to you? What does your dream partner look like? Not physically, but like, what does all of that, what does, what does love feel like to you? What does, what does this, what do you want from this relationship? Because if we don't have a firm understanding of what that is either, then we absolutely will just settle because we say that, oh, this is good enough. This is good enough. This is good enough. Well, at least maybe I'm getting this particular thing from the relationship, but ah, man, I'm not getting these other things from this relationship. So maybe eh, at least I'm getting this. Now, I don't want to go into the differences between settling and being picky because that's, I don't want to get into that. When you're picky, you are purposely like self-sabotaging in a way to where you will not be in a relationship. You may not realize it. You might be doing it subconsciously, but being picky is being very determined on, they must have this education. They must be this height. They must be this body type. They must, they must, they must. Like the things that truly do not matter when it comes to long-term compatibility. Those are not the things I'm talking about. The things that I'm talking about with you is understanding really what you want to get from a relationship and ultimately to be in a relationship where you're both growing, you're both thriving, you both have compassion and understanding and you both care for one another, that you are your ultimate cheerleaders, that you love the person so much that you would do anything to support them. Not, well, the sex is great and, um, they look great on Instagram and, um, they're really nice. Okay. Mm, nice is bare minimum, by the way, when someone says, but he's really nice. Okay. Nice is bare minimum. Just so you know. And so these are just conversations that you need to have with yourself, right? Like what exactly am I looking for? Because if you have a firm understanding of really what you stand for, who you are and what you're looking for and that you want a long-term relationship, you're going to not be so quick to settle during cuffing season. And I think too, it's important to remind yourself that even though it's really difficult to go through the holiday single, I was there for years. I was there for a decade, single every holiday season, getting the pressure, getting the questions in my thirties after my divorce, constantly asked. For me, it was understanding that what I was deserving of. And so when I could go to those holidays and to those events where someone says, why is someone like you still single? I say to them, because I do it, I'm single by choice. Because that is the truth. If you all wanted to be in a relationship, you would be in a relationship. You would. You could go back to the ex you could settle on this person. You could answer this person's DMs. You could do all of the things, but you're not. 
You want to have that person that you truly deserve, who's going to love and support and encourage and embrace and, and, uh, be your ultimate cheerleader. Right. And I think when you really just have this firm understanding, you go into the season knowing this and knowing that your person's out there. Right. And I think that we all, I mean, especially, uh, you can get in that space of, Oh gosh, there's nobody out there for me. Everyone's like this. I can't seem to find anybody. It can be really easy to be in that headspace. But the more you have a firm understanding of who you are, what you stand for, and you are creating romance in your own life too, you're doing the things that bring you joy around the holidays. And that could be anything. That could be starting your own tradition. That can be, I really suggest for you to go back and listen to that episode. Maybe I should put it in the show notes because I don't want to go into all of that. But I just want to remind you that it's totally up to you on who you decide to let in this cuffing season. And for me, like when I think back to that relationship that I was in, um, during cuffing season and I, we started dating in September. Uh, I think it was right after the kids were in school and, um, we were, we did the whole couple's Halloween thing. We, um, had Thanksgiving dinner over at his house and I had my whole family over there. We had Christmas and right after Valentine's day, I had like this wake up call where I was like, what am I in this relationship? And if I think back to it, I think back to that relationship and I was thinking about it before I, I was preparing for this episode. I started seeing red flags like immediately, like within the first couple weeks of dating. And I remember saying to myself, well, he's good with my kids. Well, he's funny. Well, he has a good job. Like I was making these ridiculous justifications because I knew that the holidays were around the corner. I had been single for forever. And I knew that I, in my heart, that this person was not my person, but I still settled and I ignored those red flags. And I think we owe it to ourselves. You owe it to you to recognize that. But see, I didn't know really what my red flags were at that point in time. I had to figure it out the hard way. And what I mean by a red flag is that I think that we can misinterpret what red flags are and what, um, like pet peeves are or something along those lines. Like, I don't want to get into the whole, like, I was on a podcast and we were talking about icks and maybe I should do a different podcast episode about icks and I have my whole opinion about that. I don't want to get into that. And by the way, my Gen X is, if you haven't heard the term ick, it's like a list of things that make people go ick about other people when they're dating. And I don't want to go into that because it's all negative and it's, it's, to me, it's just excuses on why you can't connect. However, if I would have been paying attention to myself and listening to myself and being like, oh, this is a reason why this doesn't feel good to me. Uh, I should have just packed my bags and took my toys and gone home, but I didn't because it was cuffing season and I knew that there were holidays around the corner. And so I just want to encourage you that I want you just really to pay attention, be really mindful on who you're going on dates with. Why are you going on a date with them and really what you're looking for? Because 
you owe it to your future self to not waste any of your time and attention on someone who doesn't deserve it. And let me, this is, this will be my last point. When we allow someone into our lives who we don't really feel is deserving or we ignore red flags or we say to ourselves, well, this is good enough. At least that I'm in this relationship and I'm not having um, to go to the holidays by myself, or at least I'm in this, you know, in this relationship and I'm not alone or lonely. We're telling ourselves that we're not good enough to really what we deserve. Because when we think about it, what we really deserve can be really scary, especially if you've been in the comfort zone of multiple dysfunctional relationships, possible trauma in your past when it comes to previous relationships. That was me. And to you that that can be the new normal. That's, that's like your normal to really sit down and say to yourself, these are the things that I'm really looking for in a partner. These are the things that I want to get. Like I, the way that I'm going to feel seen and heard and understood and respected in a relationship to have that conversation with yourself can be ultimately really scary because that's outside your comfort zone. I mean, this is why if we want to bring attachment theory back into it, this is why my anxious were like when they go on dates with someone and they're like, that was kind of boring. I'm like, yeah, it's probably because they were secure because they actually probably were a gentleman or they were a lady and they were attentive and they were listening to every word and there was probably no drama and they were very, they were making their, their uh, thoughts very clear to you and that their intentions very clear. That's weird. But if you're not used to that, like your normal is the dysfunctional craziness of the drama of the previous relationships you've been in. And so you don't know what you don't know. And that's why I'm here to remind you and to tell you that you have to stand firm and have this conversation with yourself. You owe it to your future self to not waste any time and attention on people who are not deserving of it because you're telling yourself when you date these people, you are telling yourself that you don't deserve anything better and you are going to believe it and you are going to consistently repeat these patterns over and over and over again. It's time to stop understanding that you're deserving of more, understanding what that is, and maybe in your in your head you're like, "Ah, eh, what's a what's 6 months?" Well, especially if you have children that are involved, like there you owe it to your future self and to your potential future partner to not settle for this crap. To know what you're looking for and to not settle for less. And if you have no idea where to start in all of that process, I have something for you. Are you ready? So I need to pull it up. Okay. So this is my, I call it my cats align nine. So these are nine questions that you can ask yourself at the end of every date. And this is something that I, um, have shared that this is something that I share with my clients. And I think that this is something that might benefit. And if, if you want a copy of this, I will put something in the show notes so that you can click and you can access it. So we are going to, I'm going to find this really quick. Okay. So here they are. 
Cats align nine. So these are nine questions you can ask to make sure that you're aligned with looking for that long-term relationship. So the first question you want to ask yourself is, what side of me did they bring out? And I think that this is this is the reason why I have this as number one, because that was always a gauge for me. Like when I think about that cuffing relationship, I was not myself in that relationship. I was very much somewhat of a wallflower, um, somewhat hidden because his personality was very like over the top to where we really didn't compliment one another. It was more like I just kind of let him shine and I just kind of took a back seat which is fine to some people, but for me, like to, I'm looking for someone to show up with me equally. And so to me, if I would have asked this question, I would have automatically known what the answer was. So number one, what side of me did they bring out? Number two, how did my body feel during the date? Stiff, relaxed, or something in between? Number three, do I feel more energized or de-energized than I did before the date? And I think this is really important too. Like I, I remember having conversations, you know, I've had conversations with my clients where they're just like, I left the state and I was just like, after three hours, we were just talking, talking, talking. And I just felt amazing. I'm like, yeah, that is an amazing sign. So you're energized when you leave versus like, oh my gosh, it took everything I had to have that conversation. And I felt like it dragged on forever. Or I felt like they did, all they did was the talking. You felt like the energy was taken away from you. These are important signs for you to pay attention to. Number four, is there something about them that I'm curious about, right? So you want to make sure and consistently stay curious about the person. You don't have to know, and you don't, hopefully don't know everything about them yet, but I think it's important to um, say to yourself, okay, what is it that I'm curious about? Number five, did they make me laugh? That's always important. Number six, did I feel heard? Number seven, did I feel attractive in their presence? which is really important, of course. Number eight, did I feel captivated, bored, or something in between? And just to go back to my previous point when I talked about being bored and being insecure and anxious, I think that that's an exception. And I think you have to really kind of sit down and ask yourself and kind of go through these questions and figure out really what did you feel? Like, how did you feel by them? Because you can feel captivated by someone who's Mr. or Ms. Right now and not by Ms. or Ms. Right. So I think it all depends on the circumstances and what really, I think the subject at hand, whatever that might be, whatever the connection was, I think you have to kind of figure that out. And then the nine, num question number nine is, did I feel respected? So I think that these are really important questions to ask yourself when it comes to um, after that first date, after that second date, I think just keeping these questions, making sure you're staying aligned with yourself and staying aligned with what you're looking for and your goals and your relationship goals, because oof, I mean, one thing, uh, you know, if you don't have these conversations with you and I have all my clients keep a journal too, to write these thoughts and feelings down because we can get caught up in moments and not really have that conversation with our true self. And so I think it's important for you to consistently after every date, have these conversations, make sure that they're aligned with yours. And just remember that a cat has nine lives. So there's nine questions and stay true to yourself. And I think that this would really, really help you stay out of cuffing season, stay true to really what you're looking for and to not settle so that you can stop wasting your time, right? 
Okay. Da, da, da. That's it. I think what I'll do probably is um, I'll maybe I'll make a little link for this uh, Cats Align Nine so that you can act you can access it. So I'll probably make a little I'll create a little link for you down there. All right, my friend. That is all I have for you today. So if you are listening on Spotify or Apple, you know the drill. Please make sure to subscribe, like, and uh, rate and review. Uh, I would love to get your reviews, so please make sure and send a little review out because um, I love reading them. And then if you have Instagram or Facebook, come and follow me at Cat Cantrell. All right, my friend. Thank you again for joining me for today's episode. And remember, true love is waiting for you, and I will see you next time. Bye.